Welcome to the Building Manager Podcast. This is Matt Osborne, your host, and you're listening to podcast number three. Today we've got a very special guest on the show, as promised from last week. Don't forget, it's National OHS Month, starting on October the 1st on Friday. And today our special guest is Nick Cox. He's the Group CEO from Focus Alliance. I've known Nick for some time now. Uh, He's very dedicated to safety in the industry. And I'm looking forward to sharing some of Nick's insights, his experience, how he has been working through many industries. And I'm sure, 100% sure, that you will be getting as much out of this particular day as I did when I was speaking to Nick. So, welcome back. Sit back. Enjoy the show. See you on the other side. Matt, how are you going? Very well, thank you very much. And welcome to the Building Manager Podcast. Nice to have you here. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure, Matt. Oh, that's great. I guess we've got uh, Nicholas Cox. He's the group CEO from Focus Alliance. And uh, Nick's been in the game for a long time. Um what uh, brought you to um, discover Focus Alliance? So how did you get it kicked off, Nick? Uh, well, it was obviously many years ago, and um, um, I was consulting to a um, major strata company called um, InScore Services, mm-hmm. um, and that was in the day when uh, HS um, started to hit its straps, work safe. Yeah, wandering around buildings and particularly started to focus on strata. Yep. So the safety requirements were important. Um, the owner of the company, Brian McGrath, was pretty innovative at the time and um, took his risk and his clients seriously. Um, and at that stage, we were consulting to him and recommended that he start up a, a, a compliance division within his strata group. Um right. Um, and along the short of it, said, yeah, yeah, good idea, Nick, but um, I can't do it. Um, you better do it. So um, um, I joined the InScore Services um, team um, mm. in Burke Street, and um, and that's how the um, the compliance division started. When we sold that business to the Peak Group, which is Body Corporate Services um, Australia, um, after a year or so, uh, my consultancy contract expired and I resigned and um, started up um, basically that division, which has then morphed into fire and safety and FM. Uh, so anything to do with compliance and uh, compliance management. So backflows, stormwater systems, um, uh, fire and safety. Then, of course, Victoria is um, requires an annual certificate. Um, which is mandatory, um, and business point of perspective, that was um, a good thing to have. People need them, mm. um, and that's where it went. When we, you know, where that's where we're here today. Brilliant. Uh, well, New South Wales has um, made the certificate um, mandatory from the point of view that uh, fire providers can no longer sell, yeah, um, right. which is my original goal. It's um, but. Employers tend to be um, behind the eight ball and allowing fire technicians to um, uh, tick their own boxes. And so we, we're policemen of the industry. 
mm. liked or unliked. Liked by That's... clients, unliked by fire providers. <laughs> yeah, I think in Queensland too, they're much the same. You can no longer have been right. able to yeah, um, yeah, 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 self-inspect up there for a while. Do you see any sort of national compliance coming out of no. that anytime soon, do you think, Nick? No. Mm. So, but it's typical of, um, I mean, it's like COVID at the moment. You know, why do we have a QR app that uh, seven different QR apps across the nation, the way Australia is, I guess, and we just got to work around that. Yeah, they that's right. I think um, if we accept that that's not going to happen, we've got to try and at least take the best from each and use it, which is problematic within itself. But the mm -hmm. VBA, the Victorian um, Building Authority at the moment, major inroads to um, to uh, all of the um, technical and accreditation and safety, in particular sprinklers and hydrants. Mm. Uh, the fire protection now has uh, an F-pass and has had for some time. F-pass means that um, there's an accredited stream. Most technicians now, any 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 client always use an accredited provider. That's mm -hmm. a start. And that's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, COVID has stalled that or rather weakened it short term because classes and online accreditation and they're cancelled and you know moved about and shoved about so look look there is a massive improvement adopted nicole johnson from deakin university has um, won a research grant from the vba which we're involved with Fantastic. and that's around um um the building building issues from the from the inception of the build we typically, as you would well know, pick up all the the drugs uh, after the build, um, yep. which, um, which is um, absolutely debilitating in terms of some owners. So, you know, millions of dollars worth of defects uh, throughout the state of Victoria. And Nick, um, you're sort of talking there about after DLP. Is that what we're getting after to here? DLP, yep, yep. After yep. The, uh, the, 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 the development liability period, that's right. Yep. But, um, well, little, little birdie told me once, and I can't remember who, but correct me if I'm wrong here, Nick, 10% uh, of each floor in the high-rise needs to be inspected in order to make it pass. Is that still something that, something that you're aware that, of? I think 18 months, so that's the fire compartmentalisation. Yep. So in other words, uh, stop the spread of um, smoke and flame, generally speaking. So what um, what the building surveyor now, the registered, uh, sorry, the um, relevant building surveyor, that signs off on the building is now required to inspect um, a percentage of the, yeah, I think it's a percentage of the floor area or at least uh, per floor yes. or a compartment. I just can't remember. Um, yep. And that's, and that's a start. I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's anywhere near enough. No, I agree completely. But, um, uh, uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, but, uh, but, but it's nice to see some change and improvement. Mm. And so how can the uh, building managers, when they get into these new builds, um, I guess, get any assistance or how can the they... The most important thing for the building manager, <laughs> yep, yep, the most important thing for the building manager is, is not probably, is to get a company like ours or an independent uh, fire engineer mm -hmm. or a um, or a independent building surveyor Um to do an initial audit, get the uh, fire engineering 
from the original as built. Yep. The building permit and the occupancy permit. On the mm -hmm. back of the occupancy permit appendix, you'll have essential safety measures um, schedule. Right. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, look at your extinguishers, your extinguish position. The problematic areas are usually fire doors or fire door sets. So that's the frame and the connection to the wall, whether the wall be plastered, soft sheet, or whether it be masonry. That's a controversy. Well, I've discovered it even in some of those nick of the spaces, uh, ground, sides, top. Um, often after that 12-month period, I've certainly come across a few times where you've got another contractor come in and they'll go, oh, you're out two mil here and three mil there and et cetera, et cetera, and surely doors can't move that much in 12 months. Right. So um, so I'll, I'll move on. So once you've, once you've got your... Um surveyor or independent assessor, engineer otherwise, go through and, and what we call the reconciliation of the occupancy permit. Yep. Then we strongly recommend within 12 weeks um, run a full annual test across um, each ESM, all your annuals, your fire doors, your building integrity, fire separations, uh, sprinklers, hydro system, emergency warning system, um, your pumps, etc. So give it the most robust testing you can. Specifically, it's prescribed in in the test mate standard of AS eighteen fifty one twenty twelve. Get mm -hmm. get a quality full fire mode test across the whole gamut of the building. It's called an integrated test. They're not to be done independently. They're all to be done at once, and that will flush out defects. List those defects from a legal perspective. Get your quotes. Hand that back to your um, your client. Tell your client to issue a formal notice to the builder, developer, and the um, and the building surveyor, and then um, hopefully you'll get some action from them. Right. So that's the pro. That's the basic process. Some pretty good detail there, Nick. I really appreciate uh, uh, hearing all of this from you and the building managers out there. I hope you're taking note, uh, maybe even taking notes per se from Nick. Certainly, some great experience, Nick. Um, it's National OHS Month kicking off on first of October, and um, I know that uh, WorkSafe Victoria have got some fabulous uh, webinars available for all you building managers out there that you can watch even right now. As a matter of fact, um, Nick, what matters to you most, or to Focus Alliance most, about OHS? I think uh, perspective that we assign and our clients assign contractors is that the contractor needs to formally demonstrate uh, uh, that they are OHS compliant, so what I call OHS literate. Mm. And it's easy, easier said than done. Um, it's a legal obligation, so we call that contractor registration. Yep. Um, and obviously name, contact, phone numbers, which is critical in an emergency. Um, the uh, the um, ABN number is a legal requirement, which sounds funny for OHS, but that's that's a, um, uh, when you're processing your, your accounting. Can't have a business without an ABN, though. You register yep. your business and name, you must have an ABN. So so we'll move from a, uh, not so much uh, OHS, but client manage, uh, manages uh, liabilities. To, uh, make sure that your contractor has their public liability yes. uh, insurance. 
um, they would require then to have to demonstrate their OHS literacy, we call it. At mm -hmm. minimum, they'll need an induction white card, which you can do on the website for about $50, $60. That's a start. Um, clearly, if they're licensed trade, such as an electrician, plumber, um, air conditioning, etc., they'll be licensed and their license date and number should be updated. So it's just basically a little spreadsheet. So recapping, BSB, insurance, um, white card, and their license date and number. ABN. Uh, ABN. Um, and then the next step in the ideal world is at least um, uh, witness or file their SWIMs, so there's safe method statements, yep. so that they at least uh, even though we all know their cookie-cutter stuff, that's about as far as you can go. Um, mm in the correct management of occupational health when you work into your building is you must have a hazard register. Right. A simple hazard register won't be um, your, your roof anchors, your abseiling points, uh, asbestos, chemicals. They should be listed mm -hmm. and there should be um, a mini a mini induction, which only takes you know 30 seconds. Have you, have you read the register? Do you understand the work you wish to proceed? Um, is there any danger with that, with changing with that task? Ask them to write yes or no in a, in a simple form because at the end of the day, you can't walk around and wrap them in cotton wool, but um, you've got to demonstrate to the court and to WorkSafe that if, if an event does happen, that you have done everything possible to provide a WorkSafe environment and understand that your contractor that you invited into your building is capable of working in a safe manner. Last but not least, we introduced this, which is called the stop work principle. And that is the contractor is, is um, instructed from the work order on site and then induction to choose to stop work if he believe, he or she believes that there is a risk to the health and safety of, of themselves or anyone in the, in the vicinity, uh, workers, visitors. Mm. And, um, and that then, then puts the clear uh, responsibility to go, no, I'll stop work. If the contractor then says, well, hold on a minute, um, I need to work on the roof. Yeah, you're right. No. Really, there's a, there's a misunderstanding that, that um, the contract is responsible for their work platforms. Well, they're not. Mm. For argument's sake, um, to be simple, if you're walking into a plant room and that noisy um, or needs eye protection, it should have muffs, helmet and um, safety glasses before you enter the plant room. Now, that's, that's, right. a, that's owner's responsibility. Now, you might ask the contractor, to provide his PPE, but at the end of the day, he doesn't have the legal obligation is on the manager. And to some degree, owners corporation or strata management to ensure that people are following degree. these regulations. Yeah. And understand that um, the high frequency uh, damage to your ear, your hearing rather, um, once you lose that frequency, it's never to be returned. So you walk no. into a lift motor room, um, particularly the older ones, um, uh, and uh, with high-pitched frequencies with no ear protection, 
Yep. Um, you won't even know that you've got hearing loss. No, they're pretty clunky. Uh, and even uh, certainly what you mentioned there before about the fire pump rooms, um, I, I couldn't think of the number of buildings that I've been into and probably yourself, Nick, where there's been zero PPE. But uh, building managers out there, there's some lessons here for you. And uh, we'll be having an OC uh, manager on the uh, podcast pretty soon. So I'm pretty certain that they'll be able to provide some insights into some of this also. Um, mm. Nick, it's uh, look. You and your team have you know made a very definitive and positive impact in this industry. And um, as you well know, success doesn't come easy. Where to from here for Focus Alliance? Well, um, COVID's been an interesting. Well, uh, overall, our our main goal is is to work with um, buildings that. Uh, want to be compliant mm-hmm. and less with um, strata managers that really just seem to have to be compliant that don't don't really want to um, pay the piper, not so much to us, but to their contractors. Yep. So we're moving more towards um, we either do a quality job or none at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we're resigning from sites um, with the endeavour to ensure that our audit program which is, um, I'm going to suggest second to none um, from the Rolls-Royce model, is embraced mm. by major major property owners. So mm. uh, our um, our market that we'll be looking at is um, is that uh, call it top end. It's not so much top end in, in quality necessarily, but it's top end in belief. We use the we work with believers now where we can, and we're constantly improving our audit checklist program and um, our verification techniques. Yeah. So that's, that's where broad, broadening, we've brought our products uh, a bit further. We do a lot more project management now. We, for argument's sake, um, building six years old, door sets, that's all the frames, the steel frames, the door furniture, the mm-hmm. whole lot. Uh, was is um, was non-compliant, mm-hmm. and um, so we scope that correctly. We um, do the scope of works correctly, um, scope it up, and place the market book. Uh, pass that tender with recommendations onto the client, and then we project manage the completion and make sure that we've got engineering at the end. So that's, that's great. a project. Um, mm. So the project management division. Uh, COVID, we now do COVID safety plans. Right. Um, uh, that's just a um, a follow-on from our OHS because so we build do general building safety assessments. And well, they're going to have they're going to have yeah. to be pretty much uh, imperative these days, aren't they? Really, the COVID safety plans. Their CSPs are mandatory in every business. Yeah, that's all right. Two or three hundred COVID safety plans, and we've got lined up something in the order of four to five hundred next year. Right. Well, sounds like you're going to be pretty busy coming up there and uh, congratulations on, on where you've got to. Uh, look, Nick, is there any way that uh, people can get in contact with yourself or anyone from Focus Alliance if they need any further advice or if they, uh, after this CSP or anything that we've mentioned today? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, you know, my mobile numbers, uh, I'm always available 24-7, 365, as you know, even though... Yep. I, 
I'm grey-haired and getting older, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so the number is 0414-545-123. That's 0414-545-123. Otherwise, it's uh, admin at fs.com.au. So admin at focus fs, f for Fred, s for Sam, dot com dot au. Or give us a call, 9854-7300. So 9854-7300. Um, we now offer um, full function free for any building and any any, any manager um, nationally. Mm. So um, a 30 minutes free. And um, um, our site visit and assessment to understand a problem and give you um, give you a, give you a an idea of how we can help you is normally in the order of about four hundred and fifty dollars, and that applies nationally. So right. anybody that's looking up there in um, in Darwin, give me a call because I'm, I'm due for a trip subject to COVID. Absolutely, sounds like a nice time to be up there actually this time of year. Uh, but on the serious side of things, um, look, really do appreciate everything that you've not only provided. Uh, the industries over your time, Nick, but I've certainly appreciated your time here on the Building Manager podcast and uh, I I wish Focus Alliance, uh, their employees and associates the very best. Uh, I know that we'll get through this time, uh, hopefully out of lockdown uh, in the uh, early days of November. Uh, Hopefully we can all get back together again and and see each other safely. But uh, Nick, I really do appreciate speaking to you today and wish you the best of success. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. Bye Bye for now. Well, listeners, I really want to say a big thank you to Nick Cox from Focus Alliance for sharing his insights into a marvellous industry that I've certainly been working in and enjoying my time. Um, Nick's provided some details there at the very end. However, if you've missed them, please feel free to send me an email to matt at elitebma.com. That's M-A-T-T at E-L-I-T-E-B-M-A.com. And I'd be more than happy to pass those details on. If you're looking for any opportunities coming for building management, if you want some training, some coaching, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to provide those services to you. Again, I really just wanted to say uh, thank you to all the listeners and thank you for so many people reaching out to me to say that they're enjoying the show. Please feel free to send me a message uh, either through LinkedIn or on the email I've just provided if you've gotten some interest in coming onto the show. Uh, I've got some really fabulous interviews lined up over the coming weeks and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing some of the stories about the building manager. I hope you've enjoyed the show. My name's Matt Osborne. Big shout out once again to the building managers, keeping everyone safe in those buildings. Keep up the great work. See you next Tuesday. Bye for now.